3 to us on the exaltation of the cross by Father Leo Mosberg. A few weeks ago, I found myself in Madrid with the World Youth Day. And I remember I was amazed that I could say almost all of the young people they had a cross around their neck and they wore it openly and you could ask yourself the question is it just a, a, a trend is it a, is it a profession of faith is it why do they wear it and i didn't ask any of them why they wore it but i remember that in the in the late years of my of my youth I would have been very ashamed of wearing a cross openly. And I would say it's, I would not even think a lot about it, but I would say uh, it's not a sign which I want to, to wear publicly. And over the years, I, I came to an understanding that my original offense at the words which we pray many times during Lent through your cross and resurrection you have redeemed the world. Words which I never understood properly. Actually they were a, an offense to my to my thinking. Why has Christ redeemed us through the cross? Why the cross? Um, I learned that between the year thirty three, the year of the crucifixion of Christ and the seventy one, the conquest of Jerusalem through the Romans there were about 20, 22,000 Jews were crucified. And why didn't they redeem the world? And the answer, the pious answer is, is because Christ was two men and two gods. And that there's some truth in it, of course, because the crucifixion and the redemption could extend over time and space. But why did he redeem? Why why? Why did he redeem by the cross? Why, why was that terrible suffering, that atrocious cruelty of the cross, a redemption for mankind? And only over the years, I can't even tell precisely when, the understanding came to my mind with a very simple and clear word. He redeemed us because he accepted all that suffering without hating us. Because the normal human reaction, if we are hurt, if we are offended, if we suffer, is at least resentment, if not hatred. And Christ did hate us for a single second. Had he hated us for a single second, we would not be here. And so in that moment on the cross, instead of reacting Humanly, he reacted divinely. He said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. And maybe the young people of our day understood that there is suffering in the world. There is no life without suffering. We cannot avoid, we cannot flee suffering. Each one of us will sooner or later have suffered or suffer. So suffering is part of our human condition. But the answer, the reaction, our reaction to suffering is 
a revelation either of our human state or of our divine state. And I believe that this celebration of the acceptation of the cross for us is a question mark. Where are you standing? What are you? How are you reacting to suffering? Are you so close to Christ that you say, His example, His suffering on the cross really gives me the strength to at least to attempt not to hit back, not to hate, not to have resentments, but to say, Father, help me to will, to the will of forgiveness, and please forgive. Because we, we already fight sometimes with our own will to forgive. And then if we decide that we, that we want to forgive, then a whole procedure starts. It's, it's, it's a real labor. It's a labor of forgiveness, of forgiving, because it's a process. It's, sometimes it takes days, weeks, months, and years to forgive a deep hurt. And it's not by chance that tomorrow we celebrate the second feast day. A big, big feast day. The pains of Our Lady, the sufferings of Our Lady. And we speak about the seven sufferings of Our Lady on the 15th of September. Just to rehearse what were these seven pains. It was the prophecy of Simon, who was fleeing to Egypt, the search of Jesus in the temple when they lost him. It was Our Lady on the Via Crucis, Our Lady following Christ on His way of the cross. It was Jesus, Her Son's crucifixion. It was the dead body which was taken from the cross. And finally the seventh pain was Jesus in the tomb. When you look at these, at these seven stations, it is somehow a mirror of her whole life and it's a mirror of many of the main sufferings of our world, of our humankind. How many refugees do we have today? Millions and millions. How many people lose their children to television, to mass media, to drugs, to all kinds of, of temptations? And how many mothers are close to their children without being able to help them, without being to influence their life anymore, once they're grown up? And how many mothers have to witness the physical, the spiritual, the social death of their children? I believe it's like, like an image of our human condition. And we see our lady's reaction as an example for each one of us, fiat, be done to me according to your word. And even Our Lady, and it's difficult to imagine, never hated, never had resentments. She followed Christ on his way to the cross. She stood under the cross. She was there when they took him from the cross, without hatred. And that non-hatred is the beginning of love. It's the entrance door to love. We cannot love as long as we hate. As long as we have resentment, as long as we are not totally and completely reconciled to people. A Christian has to be a reconciled person. 
reconciled person with his own life, with all the situations in his life, with every single person he met in his life. And sometimes I admit it's very difficult. But this is our vocation. This is why the young people in Madrid wore the crosses. This is why we celebrate the exaltation of the cross today.